Stay committed to being yourself and your work and how it will be done will reveal itself. You can't analyze or intellectualize how you're here to give your gifts offerings medicine. You being you reveals the way it will be done, how it will look, and what you will do, quotation marks. The energy of alignment is activated when you rest, reside, and be in yourself, when you are at home with yourself. Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself Podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. Hi, everyone. Chapter four, Business as a Mirror. Let's dive in. It's a beautiful December day. And the sun is setting over the mountains as I look out the window. I have three notebooks open in front of me with a bunch of notes that I've taken in the past two weeks. So since the last chapter. And I'm ready to dive in. So a lot of this is going to be things I have written down that I want to put in this chapter and things that are going to come alive in this moment and through me as I speak. So where do I begin? Chapter four, business as a mirror. Okay, let's start with this feeling or this awareness, let's just say that I gained. I wrote down this in my notes because I really wanted to talk about this because this kind of opened up such a deep, profound level of awareness in me about how much I really am here in this lifetime to build emotional security within myself, to come into a secure place within myself and have a secure relationship with myself and how much this lifetime in this incarnation as Kajal is about that for me. And it's interesting because this plays on to a um, reading that I had done last year where we were looking at my past lives. And one of the things that came up for me as a past life was that I have lived many lifetimes being annihilated, being abused, being psychologically tormented. And that did a number on my self-esteem, my perception of myself, the way that my mind is oriented and how my mind works. I am born into this lifetime. It was similar themes that I experienced as a child and with trauma and abuse and, you know, the past 32 years of my life. And this, the same theme of like my mind as a prison and being like prisoned in my own mind. And I'm here to really liberate myself or open that prison up and free myself or realize, you know, there was never a prison to begin with. That's also, you know, a matrix (laughs) Um, analogy. There is no spoon. 
well, there was no prison to begin with. Just super interesting. If you're someone who's into astrology, I've been deeply actually studying astrology right now. I feel like I study things. I can't ask you if this is you because you're not in front of me, but are you someone who likes to study things because it helps you better understand yourself? I like to study things because it helps me better understand myself. So I've been diving into astrology and in astrology, my north node is in the fourth house in Pisces and my south node is in the 10th house in, what's the opposite of Pisces? Virgo. I think that's Virgo. Is it Virgo? I don't know. I think it's Virgo. And so I'm coming in from a lifetime of being in the public eye and doing things in the public arena. And this lifetime, it's a very yin lifetime for me. And so it's a lot of healing, home, nurturing the soul and create a sanctuary within myself. And which is interesting because my North Node is in the fourth house. So the idea of home, not just like a physical home, but also like an internal home is so big for me. Like the whole coming home to yourself. It like lines up so much with where I'm headed in this lifetime and my soul's evolution in this lifetime. But I want to say something, and this is something I had a conversation with a dear sister of mine. I did a podcast with her. It's called The Power of Feminine Embodiment with Virginie. So go check that episode out. It's really, really, really powerful. She's a projector, so she's a lot of wisdom there. But I was on a call with her, and she said this to me, which is really powerful. She said, what if we're here in this lifetime to not have a job or do work, but our healing is our work? And I like felt that so strongly. Like my healing is my work in this lifetime, not some external job title role thing I go out and do in the world. My healing is my work. And my healing is something that... I offer to myself, I come home to myself with and through, but it's like an offering that I'm giving to the world as well as a permission slip that you can be all shades of yourself. You can be messy. You can open yourself up vulnerably. You can talk about the things that are important to you and you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be qualified. You don't have to have some X, Y, Z thing saying that you can do this. It's because you want to do it. It feels alive. It feels exciting. It feels enjoyable for you to do it, which is a great reframe for me. My healing is my work. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm sharing my healing through these, through the series. And as I was, you know, looking at something else, I had an awareness that came, came up for me is this feeling of feeling invisible to others, feeling like I didn't exist to others, feeling like I didn't matter to others, feeling like I was not important to others. And this feeling of invisibility is something I have lived with and felt my entire life. And it's it's a really pain point because this feeling of invisibility that I feel is really rooted in this sense of abandonment and rejection that I experienced for who I am and and how I how I am from 
my family, from a lot of people in my life, in my childhood, in my upbringing, this constant feeling like I didn't matter to people, I was invisible to people. If I was just somebody different, they would love and accept me. And I couldn't be somebody different because I didn't know how to be somebody different. And this came up and like the charge around it is not there anymore. But when this was there, oh my gosh, there was deep, 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 deep levels of sadness and pain that I was feeling within my system. And if you listen to chapter three, which is creating a secure relationship with myself, I've come into this beautiful place within myself. And I'm genuinely really proud of myself for being in the space where when I'm in spaces where I've, I have a trigger or a wound is activated or I'm in some kind of rupture response in my nervous system, I am so able to meet myself in that experience and just hold myself with tenderness, gentleness, kindness, and validation. And I've created like this step-by-step system that I kind of walk myself through. I don't want to give it away in this episode because there's a lot of nuance to it and there's a lot of depth to how to actually meet yourself in those raw emotional impulsive experiences that you're going through and how to actually hold yourself. And like through this process, I got an idea to create something that I want to offer to you, which is going to be something along the lines of emotional, building emotional security for yourself and coming into an emotionally secure attachment with yourself. I'm working on something there and I haven't really done anything new or worked on anything worked on anything new in a long time because these insecurities that I was feeling within myself for so long, like not being good enough, not feeling confident, self-doubt, were really blocking me from channeling this power and all these ideas and all these inspirations and downloads that I get into like offerings that I can offer people and how to heal and how to come home to themselves. Aside from that, coming back to the subject, the feeling of invisibility and what I uncovered there is feeling like I didn't exist. And this is where my tendencies of suicidal depression and wanting to kill myself stem from as a child, as a teenager, in my in my early, early 20s. And that giving myself permission to know that it's okay that I feel invisible, it's okay that I feel like I don't exist to others, that I don't matter to others, that I... I can begin to see myself. I can begin to meet myself. I can matter to myself. It's like, it's like, I think healing is all about reframing. The thing that you need from somebody else, can you start to give to yourself? I really think that's what meeting yourself really is. And that's really what healing really is. It's like meeting yourself in your pain and validating and holding yourself and telling yourself it's okay. That's what I've been doing with it. And I, I feel like I can't really go into detail with it because I've just like the charges gone from my system because I understand that we become so fixated and so attached to sticking to the stories and narratives that we hold about ourselves. And we are like very like, I at least personally have was very like attached and very like stubborn about like no I'm invisible and I don't matter and I'm not good enough and I have no value like I I was so attached to the stories and the narratives and I was not willing to like think differently I was not willing to choose to see that I could 
believe something else about myself or that I could feel a different way about myself. We become so identified with them because they're very comfortable places for us to be. And especially if you've lived in a certain perception or certain identity of yourself for your whole entire life and all of a sudden you're you're asking yourself to change a narrative or change a story, there's going to be a kickback from your system. And I was experiencing the kickback for many, many years, but I reached a point of suffering where I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done being mean to myself. I'm done annihilating myself. I am done being my worst enemy and nitpicking and picking myself apart. Like I'm done suffering at the, at my own hands that I'm willing to do the work to change and rewire and create security and safety within myself and regulate my nervous system. The willingness to change the story, the willingness to change the narrative, the willingness to offer yourself reframes to think in different ways and feel in different ways really, really helps us. I don't know how to say it, but I feel like it really helps us to like heal our emotional bodies and heal our energy field and heal our mind and heal from all the trauma and all the wounds that we carry. The other thing that was really affirming for me is that in my human design, I love human design. I'm a projector in human design. I feel like I've, you probably heard me say this a bajillion times. I'm a projector in human design who has pure individual circuitry. So I only have individual channels in my human design body graph. I've always felt like someone who was extremely individualistic as a person and always focused on being an individual over being part of a tribe or part of a thing or part of some kind of experience. And when I look deeper into my chart, it makes me real, it makes me understand, like using the chart to help me understand more about myself, it helps me understand why. I feel such a strong need or a strong pull to be my individual self and why being an individual for me is so important. It is like literally how I'm wired to be on the planet is to be an individual. And the and I re, I really liked this saying from Mahatma Gandhi way back when when I read this quote it was be the change you wish to see in the world. That quote stuck with me my whole entire life. I, I realized change begins on an individual level. And people who have strong individual energy or strong individual channels and circuitry from their human design are really here to be the change they wish to see in the world. They're here to lead the change. They're like the for, they're like the forefront runners of change because it starts on a, it starts with an individual, then it goes to tribal, and then it goes to collective. And the individual is like the person who's like the one who's saying that, hey, there's another way we can do something, or here's another option, or here's another way of blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's something I really am here to do. And coming into acceptance of that, that I will experience deep states of melancholy. I will experience deep states of not fitting in and not knowing where my place in the world is because I'm not, I don't have a place in the world. I'm I'm here to be different. I'm here to be an individual. So it's also coming into this place of acceptance with how my energy operates and how I'm here to be in the world. And that also helps you understand why I feel that feeling of invisibility all the time because I I just didn't see myself anywhere. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. So that was really helpful. But the other thing that was really helpful, which I'm going to share with you, I, I read this on 
Isla's Instagram. So I mentioned her, I think, in the last episode. So I'll leave her Instagram handle and the exact post that I'm referring to in the show notes. But she was talking about your Mercury and your communication style and what you're here to communicate according to your human design. And if you know anything about Mercury, the archetypal nature of the planet Mercury is communication, thinking, how you really communicate yourself in the world. And in astrology, my Mercury is in Capricorn. So my communication is very precise. I'm actually very, I didn't realize this, but I'm very skilled at communicating myself. And I'm really good at explaining my ideas and what I think and really bringing them into physicality. Again, when we start to really start to see ourselves differently. We start to see the positive qualities in ourselves, but we start to appreciate the things that we just do naturally and we're talented at and we're skilled at inherently. So that's one of those things. But she was sharing on that post your communication style. And I was really intrigued. So I was like, I need, I want to go find what my communication style is. And so my Mercury is in gate 61 in human design, my conscious Mercury the black letters and the black numbers on the right side is in gate 61, which is the gate of, I don't know, I have to pull my human design up. Give me a second. Which is the gate of, uh, let me bring it up. Yep. Okay. It's here. So it's in gate 61, which is the gate of the inner truth, the gate of mystery. So it's a really it's it's a it's a gate that really allows me to really channel and download information. I get blocks of thought and knowledge and information all the time and I think I didn't realize I was doing this because I would be in like a client session and I just would feel compelled to tell them something and I had mind you never read about this, never thought of this, had no clue about this and I would say this and I was like I need to tell you this. And that's exactly the thing the person needed to hear or know or help them see the situation differently that we were discussing. So mine's in gate 61, the conscious Mercury, and the unconscious Mercury is in gate 28, which is the gate of the game player, ready to play the game. And if I put those two together, which she showed us how to do in her post, I communicate my inner truth in a courageous way. What? When I put that two together, I literally had chills down my spine and I was like, oh my God, like that's literally what I'm doing with the podcast, communicating my inner truth in a courageous way. And that's my communication style. And it has been my communication style my whole life. I'm always talking about the inner truths and the things that downloads that I receive, the awarenesses that I get, the perspectives that I have. The information that comes out of my freaking like head center that's connected to something that's greater than me, that's giving me all these beautiful messages and downloads, I'm always communicating that. But then the funny thing is, or not the funny thing is, is that it's filtering through my system. So it like mingles with my own energy and it mingles with my own challenges and my own things that I'm struggling with. And it comes out in this way where I have to talk about how it relates to me and how it's relevant to me and how how it's helping me. And that's literally how I'm here to communicate. And I I think that has given me so much permission is that because I used to really like, like struggle with the fact that like, 
I had to like always talk about everything from the I perspective. Like if you just notice people's conversation styles, some people talk about things from like a we perspective. Some people will talk about things from a they perspective. Some people will talk about things from an I perspective or a he perspective or a she perspective. And I always have to talk about everything from an I perspective because everything has to be filtered through my own system. That's just how I'm here to communicate. And because I know this now, and because I also know how much I'm here to be an individual, I can stop judging myself for the way I communicate and the way I'm here to be in the world. I think the human experience is really about learning how to be comfortable and okay and safe and secure in who you are, in who you be. That is literally, I feel like, what the human experience is about. And we all have catalyzing moments and experiences and traumas and wounds and things that we have gone through that literally create that pressure and that opportunity to help us awaken to that, to help us claim that, to help us step into that space of I'm in full acceptance of who I be. That's it. It's that's it. That's nothing else I need to do or become to feel contained and full and and whole and complete within myself. And so learning just these nuances about like my astrology, my human design is really helping me understand why I've had the challenges that I've had and I was doing yoga today and I was thinking about it this way. I was like, "Hmm, okay. So you're my soul if I I think about these things in like a greater perspective. So I think about like, okay, my soul decided it wanted to come into this lifetime and have a very individualistic experience. But at the same time, it's going to have this contrast or ironic like challenge of feeling completely insecure about itself. How can you be strong and powerful and accepting of the individual that you are when you're struggling with deep 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 levels of self-insecurity like I love the dichotomy or the duality of that it's it was just like I laughed at it I was like wow like you can't have one with the other like how can you become a strong individual who's really accepting of who they are and owning who they are without some kind of catalyzing force that asks you to step into that space within yourself and own that about yourself. So the catalyzing force of deep, deep levels of self-insecurity and self-rejection and self-annihilation and self-doubt have been my catalyzing force that really, really are here to help me to step into my power, step into a place of full, autonomous, sovereign acceptance of who I am I just I just thought that was genius like this the setup was so genius and when we can start to look at our life challenges and our initiations in this in this very like game kind of way like a like a like a like you're a player in the game and like what what are the right environment or the right pressures or the right challenges you need to go through in order to get to the get to the like the zenith or the north node or the point at which you're here to really embody and grow into as a soul like you understand why everything that you've gone through or your life the way it is is actually just like a setup of a game and you're the game player controlling it all and the quicker you realize that everything's working in your favor it's working for you to help you 
accept, come into, own the mission that you signed up to do in this lifetime, it gets fun. And I really believe for me, the mission that I signed up to do in this lifetime is come into this space of full acceptance of my individuality and just how how much I could just allow myself the space to be myself, no matter how different it is, no matter where it doesn't fit into society, and just be like a trailblazer. And I really feel that energy within me. There's a fierceness, there's a directness, there's a power. And I've been afraid of that power my whole life because it's a, it's a power of true like self-knowing. I know who I am. And I've had this like tension within my system most of my life like i have i've had a strong knowing of who i am but i've had this layer of just doubt and annihilation and self rejection i was in rejection of myself my whole entire life i learned to reject myself because other people rejected me i thought it was not okay for me to be who i am i never thought i could get love and acceptance and even success, and even happiness for being myself. I thought I couldn't get that. And I carried this burden for so long. And this is something I learned just today, just awareness today, is that everyone is projecting, okay? That's what we're all doing as human beings. We're just projecting all the time. Everyone is constantly projecting. And what happens is, we internalize other people's project projections and these projections become in psychology it's called an interject but these projections become our own internal belief system or our internal way of perceiving ourselves we internalize them and we identify with them and we kind of become these projections that other people have placed upon us and this usually starts to happen in childhood and I was talking to my husband about this today and I was saying like because I had a moment of deep like awareness happen today where I felt a release in my system I was talking to him about that as children if you really think about a child. A child is so vulnerable. When you were a child, when I was a child, we're so vulnerable. We have no control. We're helpless. We're reliant on other people. We need someone else to take care of us. We're completely in a very vulnerable, open space. Like we're so in our innocence. And at the same exact time, we're so vulnerable to outside forces and to other people and to things in the environment. And as a child, when you experience trauma as a child, let's say that you've been abused, any kind of abuse, mental, physical, sexual, emotional abuse, what happens is because you're so open and you're so receptive and you're such in a vulnerable, raw state, you start to see, you start to make meaning. That meaning making that you make, that meaning making that you make, it becomes about you. That's what you do. You start to internalize. You start to internalize like, oh, if someone is hurting me, oh, I must just deserve that. Like you have no rationality, no like ability to analyze or discern yet because that part, your mind isn't developed yet. So you start to internalize all these things. And as you grow up to be an adult, you're carrying all this pain and all this trauma and you're wondering why you keep 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 like attracting the same situation or you keep feeling the same feelings of not good enough or worthless or keep getting rejected or keep feeling like you're not smart enough 
because when you were a child, there was some kind of rupture in your system that happened where you created a definition, identity about yourself, that this is, this is who I must be. It helped formulate your belief systems. I also feel like it also helped formulate like your emotional body and the way your emotions operate in your, in your thought process. And when you, when you become an adult, you're so traumatized. I feel like everyone's traumatized. You don't need to go through like major, major abuse to be traumatized. You can go through something that's not that monumental and still traumatizing because everything is traumatizing to a child. When we experience anything that is not loving, it's trauma to a child. Like a trauma, like a child is such an innocent, pure embodiment of love that when we don't experience anything that is not love, it is trauma to a child. And so when you, when you become an adult, you're carrying all these like deep, deep pains and all this heaviness and all this suffering and hurt within you. And let's say a person that you really, really like, they don't like you back. You feel that rejection. And instead of feeling it, you're like, oh, like you go into a story about it. You're like, oh, I must like just not be worthy of love or I'm just not good enough for this person or I'm too fat or blah, blah. You go into these stories and then you live in your stories and your stories become your identity and your stories become your belief systems and then your stories become the way you perceive the world. Like your perception becomes your reality then and that's all that you see all around you. But what we're not doing is we're not feeling we're not feeling what we're feeling that we're not feeling the rejection that we're feeling and this is where we have to tap into and go into that vulnerable space of being with our pain because being with our pain is so vulnerable it's like that vulnerability reminds us of when we were children and we were so vulnerable because we were helpless we were so dependent on other people and we had to we we didn't know what to do with the emotion that we were experiencing and like when we are in the pain, it's asking us to be start being open to ourselves and go into that vulnerability and connect with that part of yourself that is vulnerable. Like every single human being on this planet is vulnerable. You are going to be vulnerable. There's no way to protect yourself from that. Everybody is vulnerable. And I think I think when you can meet yourself in your pain and go into the places that make you vulnerable, which is sitting with your emotions, feeling your emotions, seeing and witnessing your pain, you start to use this is where you develop empathy, compassion, and a sense of love. This is how you get to experience the emotion of love. When you can start to hold yourself in those vulnerable places that you feel are painful to be in. I think that I think your ability to meet your own pain and be okay with how vulnerable that feels increases or or stretches your ability to be compassionate, empathetic, understanding and loving as a person. Because you're not shut off to your pain anymore and because you're not shut off to your pain, you can you can you can you can see another person's pain and you can have compassion and empathy and love for another person's suffering. And I really believe that. Like we cannot, we cannot see another person's suffering until we see our own. And sometimes when you're a highly sensitive person like I am or highly intuitive, you do feel the pain of the world around you constantly. Like everything makes me cry. Like everything makes me cry. And it's because I have such a high level of sensitivity to pain and suffering because of I've experienced much pain and suffering. And it's when you're able to hold yourself in your pain and suffering and tell yourself it's okay that I feel this way, that feeling pain is okay, 
that it's not bad or wrong for me to feel this pain. Like it's there and it's has a message for me. There's something here for me. You start to be okay with the suffering and the pain that you see in the world. And when you start to be okay with your own pain, you start to do something about the pain that you're feeling and you start to integrate the pain and you start to turn that pain into beauty or turn that pain into your power, you can be a source of inspiration or empowerment for other people. And when you see the suffering in the world, you can actually do something with it too. I really believe that it like mirrors off each other. And I have this awareness today, my capacity to meet myself in my pain and validate it and be vulnerable with how shitty and how uncomfortable that feels is me building my capacity to be kind, empathetic, compassionate, and loving towards myself. And those are the things that repair, repair your nervous system, repair your energetic field, repair your mind, repair your body. Like that's what creates the healing. There's no like thing you need to go do like meditate or like go visualize and say 50 affirmations or like try to manifest love or a career or whatever. That's not what's going to repair it. Love is going to repair it. The more loving you can be with yourself in the times that you want to be mean and nasty and judgy and critical and just all these obliterating ways, that's when the, that's when the repair happens. That's when you start to be, start to create wholeness within your being. It's through love, like literally love love that critical voice to death love the annihilating voice to death love the feeling of rejection to death like that's how it's going to actually leave and and die and and become fertile soil where you can come into a place of empowerment and love for yourself so like this is like the process that I'm in right now and I'm finding so much beauty in my pain right now because the fact that I have like I can feel my pain and my pain is teaching me empathy and compassion and to see the beauty in the things that I have gone through and not as something that's like wrong And like only is wrong, like it is wrong and what happened was wrong, but there's also beauty in what happened. And I think the beauty comes when we realize that this was, this, this was something that was initiating me to come into a place of that, that, that desire that my soul chose in this lifetime. And for me, it was self-acceptance, like self-acceptance and building security for myself. I hope I made sense as I was explaining this because I was I was a bit all over the place. But I want to share something um, that I wrote, which was really really powerful for me. Oh wait, before I share what I wrote, I want to I want to just kind of talk about what emotional security is, because I think it's a word that I didn't really know what it was, and I was like unfamiliar with it. So emotional security is giving yourself the space and groundedness to feel your emotions, like saying to yourself, I'm allowed to feel what I'm feeling, completely allowed to hold myself in this emotion right now. And you get the mind completely out of the way. Mind, get out of the way. Like this is not your job, leave. And you just be the witness of the emotion that you're feeling. And you hold yourself. I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm here for myself right now. I have my back right now and you you 
you let the emotion just be there. And what's the beautiful thing about it is that you probably heard this a thousand times that emotions are energy in motion and it's an energy that's in your system. And oftentimes these emotions that we constantly feel over and over again, they're, they're, they're associated with wounding and trauma from our childhood and they haven't been healed. They haven't been transmuted or alchemized. That's why they keep coming up over and over and over and over again. It's like, come on, we need to like alchemize this, transmute this. And what happens is when you just hold the hold yourself with tenderness, with compassion, with empathy, and you just feel the emotion, you just by feeling it, by the sheer presence of your own being, which is just sitting with yourself and feeling the emotion, it starts to transmute. You don't have to do anything. Like the mind goes in and goes, what do I need to do to like fix this and stop feeling this way? You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is feel it. Feel it to move it. Feel it to heal it. Feel it to come into repair with yourself. Feel it to create wholeness within yourself. And by feeling it, you're transmuting it. And when you start transmuting it, what that means is that you're allowing the energy to move. And when the energy starts moving and you're bringing love into the equation instead of your usual like critical, mean, annihilating, negative voice, instead you're bringing love into the equation, love, the energy, that force, that power is actually transmuting that emotion and creating regulation and repair in your system. And the charge of that emotion starts to subside and you start to gain wisdom, wisdom from what this was from what message it has for you, what what it's asking you to integrate, what it's asking you to accept, what it's asking you to do. And that's literally what all my emotions have been teaching me is to come into this place of deep, 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 deep levels of love and acceptance for myself and being okay with who I am. So that's what the emotional security process that I'm in right now, that's what I'm doing. Next, I want to share something I wrote in my journal. This is something that I've struggled with, like this like this narrative, this voice, this story that I have, which is like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know it sounds so silly. I say it out loud right now because it does sound so silly. I don't feel like you have to know what you're doing every step of the way to be able to do your work. It doesn't have to be so linear and so cut out. And so this is what I was contemplating and this is the awareness that I got. And I got this in the shower. Like the showers are the best place for downloads for me. Stay committed to being yourself and your work and how it will be done will reveal itself. You can't analyze or intellectualize how you're here to give your gifts offerings medicine. You being you reveals the way it will be done, how it will look, and what you will do, quotation marks. The energy of alignment is activated when you rest, reside, and be in yourself, when you are at home with yourself. So that is for all the entrepreneurs, all the people who are lightworkers, who are in the healing space, and you're sitting here and you're like, I need to know exactly what I do and what's going to what's gonna be on my sales page and what offerings I'm going to offer and like what kind of thing I'm going to help people with. That's for you. That's your mind trying to intellectualize and figure out what is it that you do? What is it that your offering is? What is it that your business is about? How is it that you're going to make money and get clients and blah, blah, blah. Like that's your mind getting in the way. When if you just 
Stay committed to being yourself. That is the work. Being yourself is the work. Not the best sales page or the best offering or the best course or the best Instagram post. That's not the work. The work is you being yourself and being secure and being okay and being accepting and being loving with yourself. That's the work. And the more you be yourself, your work What you're here to do in the world is going to reveal itself because now what's happening is you're coming into alignment. You're coming into energetic resonance with who you are. Your mind and your emotional body and your mental body is no longer fractured. It's it's all starting to be repaired because the power of love and compassion and empathy that you're starting to give to yourself creates the healing in your nervous system and then it goes outward into all of your layers of your auric field. And that that is magnetic. That is magnetic because you start to embody the frequency, the specific, specific frequency that your soul has. And nobody's frequency is the same, just like no one's voice is the same. This is an awareness I had while I was in Hawaii, and I don't know why I didn't share this in the last episode, but I had this like epiphany. Deep contemplation is like my jam, okay? I have this epiphany. Wow, nobody's voice. Every single person on this planet, their voice sounds different. Can you believe that nobody's voice is the same? If nobody's voice is the same, then how can two people be the same? There's nothing to ever compare to. We can't, there's no, there's no comparison to be made between us and another person because there's no comparison to, to be done. We're all so unique and so different, just like our voice is so unique and so different. And the more I feel like we're okay with how we are and the way we are, and we come into acceptance and we come into deep states of embodiment of who we are, we really like supercharge activate our frequency and we start to embody the resonance that our soul carries into these physical bodies and we allow our multi-dimensional selves to work through us and that's why it doesn't really matter what you're going to be doing in the world or what healing modality you offer or what your sales page needs to be because your frequency will do the work for you everything that you're here to do quotation marks will be revealed to you as as you start to rest in your own frequency and you start to really really do your work on being yourself like that's the awareness i've had big time and that's where i'm at right now I got really passionate there because these are just like I f- the level of freedom that I'm feeling within myself and how liberating I'm feeling is just so powerful. And I thank you so much for joining me along in this journey. And if you've listened to all the episodes and if you haven't, go listen to every single episode because they build on each other. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. My email is in the show links or DM me on Instagram, which is at Kajal S. Pandey. I really would love to kind of open the dialogue and create some kind of exchange here to see how these episodes are landing with you and, yeah, hear your takeaways, what activations are happening within you or what, what dots are being connected. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have today. The sun has set now and it's dusk and... It's a perfect time to sign off this episode. Thank you for tuning in, thanking myself for showing up, thanking my guides and my higher self 
for helping me bring this message to you and stay open. Mm-hmm.